This is HPR episode 2873 entitled Death Angel Card Game and is part of the series Tabletop Gaming. It is hosted by Tuku Toroto and is about 17 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Short Description of Death Angel Card Game. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Radio, and this is Tuturoto talking about a card game called Dead Angel. This is a pretty fun game, albeit this is also a pretty difficult game. That is for one to four players. And it's uh, about space marines that are assaulting or attacking a space hulk, huge derelict spaceship. That is uh, infested. That has been infested by the gene stealers, some sort of monsters. And uh, there's a, always a, some specific goal that you don't actually you don't actually don't know when you are starting the game. You only figure you only learn your final goal when you reach to the location where you can complete that goal. So the uh, game is a uh, turn-based. It's a cooperative game. All the all the players are working on the same side against the game. Every every player has a two, two or more space marines, depending. It depends on the amount of amount of the players. And those all those marines have a different abilities. And you you don't even you don't even get to choose. But Marines, you are bringing on the mission. The game starts by you shuffling some tokens, turning that turned upside down. You shuffle them, and then every player picks their tokens, and from that token they learn which which Marines they are allowed to use this time. Um, and uh, uh, maybe I don't go through the setup. That closely. Basic, basic basic premise is that you have a your marines are you know they are laid on the table in a queue and they have a direction they are facing. Some are facing to the left and some are facing to the right. And the, that that facing is important because the play is now the game is set uh, built in the way that all the monsters try to always get on the behind of you. While you can defend against, against them, in that case you cannot attack them. So, game is about managing your marines, where they are, and where they are facing, and what they are doing. There's a, every, every player has a, or every, uh, the 
the mar marines are in pairs, like there's two marines that form a pair, and they always do the same thing. And every turn, players choose what they are doing. There's a three o three options that they can do, and you cannot you cannot repeat the same option turn after turn. So if you on the previous turn if you attack, you cannot do that anymore. Which means that you have to manage pretty carefully what, what you are doing. If every, if all all the marines that are in the play game decide to attack at the same time, that means that they're going to do a lot of damage, but that means also means that on the next turn nobody is going to attack. Uh, play, players are, are encouraged to do those decisions by themselves. And like the game is built in a way that you are supposed to make your own decisions and while it's cooperative it tries to encourage play style where everybody makes their own decisions and not one player dominates the game and tells everyone what should be done. So basically every every player chooses their action, those actions are carried out. There's a they can support other players, they can attack those monsters that have spawned around them, or they can move around and face they uh, change their facing. They, uh, while moving, they can activate things. There's a there's a doors that they can close, and then there's a some panels that, that they can operate. The panels are locate location specific. They they can change a bit. Bit uh, what happens in some places you can, for example, uh, use electricity to dispatch those monsters. That is, well, and that is dangerous to your players too. Or you can use teleport to jump ahead in the spaceship. Doors are important because it uh, it represents your marines moving forward and closing doors behind you, blocking them access of the monsters that are chasing them. Uh, uh, at the, well, as I said, there's a, that queue of marines are in the middle. On both sides of the marines, there's a, some terrain. Those are guards. And those, those terrain, terrains determine, determine points where the monsters are coming after you, marines. So, they give you a clue where the where the monsters might be appearing. On top of that queue, there's a two small uh, piles of cards upside down. These are called radar cards, and they they give the players indication how much of how much there are monsters left in this particular spot of the ship. Whenever one of those uh, piles go empty, that means that you have cleared enough the area and then the, all the terrains are removed and you get a new location with where you put a new terrain, terrain cards and you fill those radar, radar places. And when those location cards are empty, those cards that tell the, which, which location you are, you have reached the end of the shift and here's and this is where you are given the your task that you have to do. Sometimes it means that you have to 
Usually it means that you have to disrupt pile of monsters, and sometimes there's a nest that you have to clean completely. Sometimes there's a huge uh, monster that you have to fight against. Sometimes there's a some uh, some mechanical device that you have to operate. But there's a always at the end of the game. There's a if you make it, it to the end of the game, there's a, some sort of climatic battle. Those are kind of neat because usually at that point. If you get that far, the game is pretty difficult. Oh, I'm a terrible player. Either way, you are down to handful of marines, and it's really hard. And those few times that we have actually managed to win, the wins have been very narrow, and we usually had to sacrifice some marines so that they they would just slow down the onslaught of the enemies, so that one could complete the mission. Uh, so uh, I could talk about the, how the turn, turn goes. So first, you are choosing your actions. This is every every player choose their action and puts their card on the table, and that card card tells what they are going to do, and they cannot play that card on the next turn. Those cards have uh, numbers that define in which order order those are played. When every everybody has chosen have chosen their cards, they are played in the number numbered ordering. This this is the spot where the Marines move around, attack the enemies, operate the terrain and do some some special actions. For example, you have a librarian that's a warhammer equivalent of a wizard that can cast a spell that blocks some group of uh, gene stealers from attacking or being attacked to. So if there's a big pile of monsters, you can seal them off for a moment so that you can deal with threat somewhere else. Or you can... Uh, some, some leader can threaten the monsters to scare them away. That means that some amount of cards are of those monster cards that are in the play are returned into the radar pile. They are not removed that game. They will be coming back soon enough, but they are out of the way for 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 a moment. After this have been after all these actions have been done, it's the time for the, those gene stealers. They are sort of alien looking monsters with four hands. It's their turn to attack. They first they uh, they attack the the marine that they are facing, and they those group groups attack one by one. All the marines that are being attacked defend against them one by one. At that that point, the marines normally cannot harm those monsters anymore. They can just defend and. If they manage in the defending, nothing happens. If they die, then the marine is removed and the guards, guards are moved together. Like if a marine in the middle is removed from the play, then the bottom of the formation of the marines are moved upwards so that there's no gaps in the formation and no terrain moves and all the monsters move at the same time. And that this, this has the 
nasty effect that the monsters tend to start piling to bigger groups. And the bigger the group, the harder they are defend against. After after that, there's the there's the uh, I have a finish 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 rules here. There's a tapahtuma vaihe. Uh, it's a action no event phase. Event phase is a good translation. So here here the one player picks up a, a sort of a event card. They read it by themselves. They don't show it to other ones. They have to make the choice by themselves. They cannot consult any other player. There's a usually something nasty in that card. For example, there might be that somebody's weapon is jammed. They cannot attack anymore. They, they could be a they are everywhere event. Means that every, every marine who's not fighting against them, gene stealer. Gets, gets a new, new gene stealer in front of them. Sometimes there's a good one. Sometimes there's a good one, like uh, you could have wounded marine that has been removed from the game to come back. There could be a there could be a scanner event, meaning that you can. You can remove one card from the radar deck. That that is really good because that means one one less monster to fight against. Too. And so on. So they have to they have to make this decision decision by themselves. After that, there's a symbols at the bottom of the card that default, tell how many monsters are going to spawn and where. They are always going to spawn on these these are uh, terrain locations. And then there's then all those monsters will move. All the monsters that are on the table. There's a uh, they will move one step to some direction and the, and this phase tend to start piling them up. So you're going to get a bigger and bigger groups of monsters that are harder and harder to fight against. After that, it's again, players choose what they're doing, they play out those events, this hopefully dispatch some gene stealers, and so on. Uh, there's a, some special things, like there's a, uh, there's a, these support tokens that you can get Sometimes there's an event card that says that you can place a support token on some one of your one of the marines. It doesn't have to be your own marine; it can be your co-player's marine. You can place support tokens on the doors when you are operating them, and whenever you move forward in the ship, you discard all the support tokens that are on the door, and you can remove that amount of gene stealers from the play that represents your marines moving forward and closing doors behind of them. Uh, you can place those support tokens on your marines and in the fighting you can use one support token to reroll one of your throws. This is really, really uh, good for keeping your 
Marines alive. Um, that's about the that's about the basics of the game. Like I said, this is really really uh, difficult game. We have played this quite a quite a bit and haven't won that many times. I like that this is a cooperative game. So players are playing together against the game. Uh, the quality of the pieces is good in my opinion. The, there's a pile of pile of different kinds of cards and some tokens and a die. I I decided to put all my cards into the little plastic sleeves to keep them nice, but the, you can you can leave the cards without the plastic sleeves if you're so inclined. The, they are card uh, paper cardboard, some something pretty pretty flimsy but still sturdy enough. Uh, I know that there used to be some extensions to the game that would add more player characters and more monsters, but those were uh, those were direct order and print on demand, and they are not available anymore. Sadly, I I, I kind of wish that I would have gotten those when they were available. But the basic game is fun enough. It, actually, it's for the one to six players, sorry, I misremembered. So yeah, the game the game, game can actually be played solo, but it can be played up to six players. And takes about half an hour to hour, depending on how quickly you lose. And, uh, well, I have been playing this with our six-year-old kid. They love it. They, are just, they just get excited when there's a lot of monsters and they can fight, fight, fight against them. So, but uh, they do need a little bit of help, help still because there's a, some some reading involved and they don't read that quickly. But as soon as you as soon as you learn learn how to read, you can start playing this game without without any help. Okay, that's that's my episode about the Dead Angel card game. Catch you later. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.